This is the Oanda Podcast. You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you doing? Fine, Johnny. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. It's been a fascinating week and a busy one at that. And of course, we've uh, here in the UK seen the Bank of England raise interest rates for the first time in more than three years. We'll talk about that in a moment. But first, what about the Fed last night, which said it would end its pandemic era bond purchases in March and certainly looks like it's going to pave the way for three quarter point rate hikes by the end of next year. What did you make of it? I think that the Fed completed their hawkish turn. Um, I would like to point out that the market reaction was a lot of people were kind of scratching their heads um, because at first you, you hear they're doubling their tapering pace. They're signaling three rate hikes in 2022, another three the next year. And it was very hawkish and, and risk appetite just just roared back. You saw stocks continue to push higher. Um, uh, the dollar um, weakened as, as you, you had a lot more interest in, in, in risky assets, commodity currencies. And uh, I, I think you have to understand, you know, how important this rate decision was and, and how Wall Street was positioned. Uh, the market was extremely nervous about this FOMC decision. And, and and I think what you you saw was that some traders were positioning themselves that we were going to have a, a dovish accelerated tapering where you were you were going to see that the Fed was going to show that they're behind uh, the, the ball, that they were going to act too slow in tackling inflation. Uh, and and uh, th- th- that's why a lot of investors were, were positioning themselves for um, um, a little bit of a dove surprise. And then you had another, in, you know, uh, part of Wall Street that was they wanted the they wanted uh, you know the overall slower rate hiking cycle expectations to remain in place, and uh, they just wanted to buy risky assets and buy U.S. stocks if the Fed did not really show an accelerated rate hiking cycle. Uh, and, and, and you saw both, both uh, groups of, of traders um, fairly content with the way the FOMC decision went. The Fed is, is uh, finally moving and, and positioning themselves ready to tackle inflation. And, and, and I think that um, you're, you're gonna see, you know, Price increases are going to continue to spread broadly over these next couple of months, but uh, you know there's, I think, a lot of optimism uh, that in you, you, the Fed is going to be, you know, positioned to raise rates in the second quarter, uh, and and uh, I think that you're probably going to start to see some of these uh, um, pricing pressures ease in the summertime, which means in in and when it's all said and done, you could probably say that the Fed will, um, at, at throughout this rate hiking cycle, maybe deliver uh, several rate hikes where the new uh, neutral rate will be around two and a half percent, and and uh, that the Fed will have some ammunition when the next recession comes. So I think markets were fairly content with how stay true to that hawkish pivot and uh you know the the fed does not look like they're behind the curve on on tackling inflation even though you could you could easily make the argument that tapering should have been done by now 
You said to me off air just now that had it not been for that decision from the Fed yesterday, the Bank of England would probably have kept rates where they were at 0.1% rather than increasing them for the first time in more than three years today to 0.25%. Now, in, historically speaking, a quarter point is absolutely nothing. And for many years, that was still the record low. But it is a significant moment, isn't it, that they've actually decided to break that chain and deal with this increasing inflation rate, fastest for 10 years, and that despite fears of the Omicron variant slowing the economy. They've put all that aside. They're obviously very concerned about inflation, as we all are, as the world is. Well, maybe with the exception of President Erdogan in Turkey, but more of him later. And the bank has warned that inflation could hit 6% next year. But I'm not sure that I see this rate rise is going to do very much to stop prices going up because it's hardly anything at all. Maybe it's just symbolic. I think with the Bank of England, you you have to uh, remember, you know, last month, uh, you know, the heavily anticipated, uh, you know, first rate hike was supposed to happen then. <laughs> Uh, and it didn't. And it, it surprised a lot of people. Um, and, and uh, you know, given what we know with Omicron, you, you're, you're probably saying, wow, they really should have. Uh, but but uh, I, I think what what was important was that, you know, the, the, the BOE was I think they were kind of on the fence. But what the Fed did was pave the way for the rest of the world to continue to go on with their tightening cycles or to begin theirs. Um, you know, the 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 the, B, the BOE rate hike, you know, it's the first major central bank to raise rates in this pandemic. And, and now I think you're starting to see that there is a lot of optimism here that uh, uh, you're, you're, you're not going to see that short-term dollar dominance continue. Um, I, I think for the Bank of England, worries about inflation, uh, you know, trumped all these virus concerns. Um, this is, for a lot of, a lot of economists, they're saying this is a risk because you're, with with the this new variant and you know future new variants, uh, you're you're never sure what the you know how the economy will slow materially. But I think I think that uh, no one can doubt the inflationary pressures, and uh, I, I think you're you know you should not be surprised if you see the the Bank of England move in May. Um, there's maybe a chance they'll do it again in February, but I mean, still, if they're raising rates at a, a snail's pace, it, it really, um, I, I think, should not choke the economy. And then I think you're you're probably going to see um, um, investors, you know, following this moment, momentous move, uh, yes, the markets will, will probably become a little bit more aggressive in pricing that February hike, but I, I still think that, um, well, it's all it's all dependent on inflation, and and uh, that that um, will likely keep uh, I think us being you know data dependent on that. And I think it's important to acknowledge that you know the BOE they did lift their peak inflation forecast to around six percent in April. So uh, if we're continuing to rise into April, then yes, those uh, those earlier hikes should be um, expected. But um, I think you're probably um, um, going to, to see markets err on the side of more tightening uh, than not right now. And, and, and given, um, you know, how Omicron is, is uh, spreading, uh, there, there are concerns that uh, you're, you're still seeing record uh, cases across the UK, South Africa, and uh, while the 
serious illness that that will be you know we'll, we'll learn more about that in these next these next couple of weeks uh, this is a critical uh period for south africa in, in the sense that uh uh, so far, they haven't really seen hospitalizations go up, um, but now we're at that two to three week period where this is where you you start to see hospitalizations and the beginnings of um, sadly deaths that that could come from this this variant. So uh, this is going to be a, a a big next couple of weeks for for tracking this new variant, and uh, I think that um, will um, definitely weigh on monetary policy going forward. Of course, no rate change from the ECB. All of their rates remain as they were, but they have cut bond purchases and vowed to continue the monetary policy support well into 2022. For me, the, the key takeaway was that the ECB, it looks like they're they're more worried about uh, this new variant Uh and the risks that has to GDP growth and the, the possibility of, of just continuing to see persistently higher inflation. Um, I think the forecasts really told uh, uh, an interesting story because the dovish stance um, by the ECB was was really hard to to understand given the sharp increase they had for inflation, uh, their inflation forecasts. Uh, 2022, they, they raised the, their inflation forecast from 1.7% to 3.2%. Uh, and then um, for 2023, um, they raised it from 1.5 to 1.8. Uh, that, that, that is very significant. And I think you're, you're probably um, going to see uh, investors are, you know, if it wasn't for the the overall repositioning that you saw post fed um you know you would have seen a, a weaker euro uh um following this type of decision uh, you know that the markets were a little bit uh in disagreement um you know given that you know the asset purchase program was was scaled down that 20 billion um which was earlier than uh, expected um but i i think that you know they're going to keep it for as long as necessary and and that you know, reinforces this accommodative uh, impact on policy rates. So uh, there is no end date. And that's that's why, you know, this ECB meeting is mostly dovish. Um, uh, Lagarde, though, you know, she obviously, you know, she can't ignore <laughs> the inflationary uh, pressures and, uh, you know, the you know, the possible upside risks to inflation um, is, 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 you know, that could really move the, the ECB. But, you know, she's standing by her, you know, her statement. And, you know, she's been, you know, touting that, you know, it's unlikely they'll raise rates next year. And uh, I think markets, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll kind of, uh, I think, remain in agreement with that for now. But so uh, now ECB definitely, um, I would say, uh, a more dovish meeting than especially when compared to the BOE and the Fed. And last and possibly least, Turkey. They've cut their interest rates again, despite spiraling inflation and the currency crisis. The central bank cut its main rate by 1% from 15 to 14%. And that's after lots of pressure from President Erdogan for rates to be cut to stimulate the economy. He believes, of course, that pushing rates lower will help alleviate this inflation problem it's a view that runs contrary to conventional economic theory is it not but uh, it certainly makes it interesting doesn't it very much so i i think that a fourth consecutive rate cut uh and obviously the lira has been punished uh, 
uh, I remember I was getting some uh, awkward eyes when I was targeting 10 on the Lira, and now we're, we're above 15.6. It's been the easiest trade in FX. The blatant disregard for monetary policy uh, reactions, uh, you know, shows you that, you know, markets, they're waiting to hear from President Erdogan to see uh, what his thoughts are with, you know, the, the central bank ending rate cuts after this fourth straight reduction. So uh, uh, this is, I mean, Tur- Turkey is in, in uh, the economy is is just uh, in terrible shape right now. And, and I think that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're scrambling. Um, you know, Turkey also announced that they were raising the minimum wage by 50 percent for 2022. <laughs> that That is, uh, uh, you know, Pretty, pretty significant, and it shows you uh, just how uh, vulnerable uh, the, the economy is, and, and and you know how desperate you know the the uh, the government is is trying to provide some uh, support uh, for um, its people. Um, but this unorthodox monetary policy approach by Turkey is is just you know yielding continued weakness here and and it's interesting that over these you know past couple months every time there was a an intervention that just that just excited every trader they just uh you know faded um any lira strength that we've seen so until we hear from erdogan uh, that's going to be the key and whether or not uh you know the lira continues to weaken uh beyond 16. Indeed. Well, it's been a very interesting conversation today, Ed. We look forward to speaking to you again. And uh, perhaps next week's going to be a little bit quieter with Christmas uh, almost upon us. But have a very good break if we don't speak before. Thank you, Johnny. Looking forward to it and happy holidays to you. This is the Oanda Podcast.